Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case if you don't, I am a 26-year-old piece of gold, the Messiah of the microphone, and the greatest sports and recreational podcaster in the world today. I am joined by the former Bullet Cast champion, Brandon Atticus Simp, Atticus Simp, boss, whatever the hell we're calling this guy. Boss, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Yep, it's another edition of the Bullet Cast, and once again, just the two of us. We got a Roman Reigns situation. Our champion is apparently not going to be with oh, us. Oh, but he, but he's appearing elsewhere, though. That's what I, but what not I've been here. Told. That's what I've been told. You know, I don't listen to other podcasts, but that's what I've been told, that he's appearing on other podcasts. But he can't make the time here. I understand. You know, uh, he, he has, what, a two-week-old now at this point, a one-week-old. So, you know. Time times are it's challenging times, Philip. I've never had a kid. I don't know what it's like, but from what I've heard, it's a tough go. Not a lot of sleep, you know. You got you got the, you got the mom. You got the the baby. You got the, he has two other kids. He's got to take care of too. So you know he he's got a full plate, and he's got to do championship you know obligations that comes with. And the Cody Rhodes just wrestled a hell in the cell with a broken. Or with or, or a torn peck. We should all aspire to have the drive and consideration and consistency of Cody Rhodes. Despite whatever's going on, we should all be like Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. No? Cody, Cody. Uh, Cody's built different, as the kids say. We should, we should all aspire to be built different. We're all built different. Yes. We're all individuals. We're all beautiful in our own special way. Yes. Shout out, shout, shout out Barney. Philip, you a, you a Barney guy? You a Barney kid? I, w- I was a Barney kid. I wanted to meet him at Southland Mall. My mother never took me, and I still resent her for it. Damn. I never. Well, I guess at that point, I would have been too old for Barney, but I never knew Barney really came to town like that. Barney came to town. You were like you were like two years older than me. I was like. Yeah, but if, but if you're like three, I'm like five. And I think at that point, I've, I'm watching like, you know, PBS, Nickelodeon, you know, that type of things. I might have been like six, maybe. Even even more. That means I'm eight. You know, now I'm getting into like, you know, well, I'm still watching Nickelodeon and PBS, but, you know, maybe I'm dabbling in some of the more teenage stuff, like, you know, maybe like MTV and like music. and You're watching Real World and shit? Yeah, I was watching The Miz. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're 279. Next week is our big 280th episode. We have something big planned for that. Um, but here we go. Let's let's talk about a lot has happened since we have last talked to you all. Uh, CM Punk has relinquished the AEW championship, kind of. Uh, he, he was on uh, Rampage. He says he has a, what was it, a broken foot? They're being very just coy about what actually happened. It's obviously they say a low a lower leg injury from the surgery he had, and they updated us on uh, yesterday on Dynamite. Um, you could tell it was like his foot because he was limping slightly. Conspiracy theories are out there that when he did the stage dive in L.A., he like banged his foot off the barricade, and there's also footage of him trying to do a top rope springboard move, and he slipped. So maybe it was hurt before that. So we still don't exactly know what the injury is when it happened. I know CM Punk is, you know, a private person, but I think people want to know what happened. I thought it was. Uh, I thought he just hurt his knee from trying to do those buckshot lariats. That's what I thought it was. It doesn't seem like it's a serious injury. I because th- if it is a broken foot or like a some sort of minor foot injury it would only take like a couple months because i know we have so many injuries going on right now it's almost like what 2019 or 2018 when like seth got injured and then just like a whole hiss like everybody whole, was out everybody was getting hurt so it's been a while so we've had the this many of injuries the so injury like, bug Co- cody is obviously kind of the worst where he's probably not gonna be back for six months we have uh CM Punk. I think he's gonna be out like two to three months. I know. I think I speculated maybe full gear, but I think he could maybe make all out if he uh, really puts his mind to it. 
and he doesn't, you know, getting complicated complications. We also have like Zach Ryder's out or uh, Matt Cardone. He has a torn bicep. Adam Cole's a little nicked up as well as uh, Brian Danielson. So it's a uh, GG uh, right now. It, they did NXT tapings and apparently she's got hurt as well. Nikita Lyons, Yami on Bigelow. She probably was going to win the whole thing, but unfortunately she didn't. Shout out Roxy. She she ended up winning. Shout out. Shout you know, out. I, I watched one. Ep- I, I watched one episode. I watched one takeover. Sorry. <clears throat> it's not takeover. God's premium live event. Sorry. A premium live event. And now, you know, I'm not back on NXT, but, you know, I watched a little bit of the show. I still got to finish it. Yes, so, yes, yes, shout yes. out. But, uh, yeah, so they've announced. Uh, well, it was kind of confusing on commentary because Jericho said he relinquished it, but then Jericho went to Twitter and said he didn't. They're, so they're doing the interim champion thing. And, uh, I mean, it's it's confusing, you know, for a lot of people. Just just relinquish the title. I don't know why they don't do that. I get you're trying to be different and all this other stuff. Like, let's like if you can't be there, all right. Well, you're you're not the you're not you you physically can't do that. Then you're not the guy. See, I don't have an issue with the interim status because you know MMA, boxing, people like that. They have interim titles, and it makes sense. And Punk is kind of in that in-between stage to where he's only out for a couple months. Like if it was Cody, Cody should relinquish because he's going to be gone for probably six, God forbid, eight months or something like that. But I'm fine with the interim status for a belt. My problem is, and we'll definitely divulge more once we get to Dynamite, is the way they're picking the people. Like Moxley was number three going into last week, he wins, he beats Dana Garcia. And then I was all of a sudden he leapfrogs everybody to be number one contender. And then you have a battle Royal, which I mean, we can get into a little bit like the battle Royal. There's so many people in that battle Royal that didn't make sense to be up for the interim title, like the ass boys, Bobby fish, um, you know, some other people that like, why are they even like Jake, sorry, uh, Jake Hager. Like why is he in there? And then, like, even the New Japan side, like, okay, I get it. You were going to do Punk and Tanahashi. But Hiroki Goto's in there. Like, Hiroki Goto is not a top-tier New Japan talent. And why is, like, just random New Japan people fighting for the AEW championship? Like, I I just don't get it. It was very confusing when it happened because we thought it was going to be one thing uh, coming out of Friday, but then it was a completely different thing on Saturday. And I think AEW has... I know they're in a very tough situation with the punk injury. I understand that, but it was very confusing, convoluted, and I think they've dropped the ball with this. It's simple. He relinquishes the title, and then the next two top contenders face each other. Winner becomes the AEW champion. Like I, that's that's literally not hard. I don't I don't understand. God, give me the give me the give me the book, man. Jesus. Or, or even just like make it make more sense. Like you can still do the battle royal, whatever, but have it be, you know, people that are actually top 20, 25 people that you could believably see be AEW champion. Like I understand Cole, Brian, or Hurt. For some reason, they just completely skipped over Hangman and Wardlow, which I think both of their explanations were just god awful of why they weren't involved in the Casino Battle Royal. And then, you, as I said, you have like the ass boys, uh, the acclaim in there. And it's like, the why, why are why are like tag team wrestlers who are not even top tier tag team wrestlers in the hunt for uh, the AEW title? Even like Wheeler Yuta. Like, I know he's talented. And once again, I'm sorry, people. I'm going to be Brian and Philip like this episode. I'm probably going to be buried AEW a lot. But like Wheeler Yuta just came off the off the flight from doing best of the super juniors. How did we not like hear anything about this the last couple of weeks? Like best of the super juniors is a pretty prestigious tournament. Yeah. Like I, why is there not even like a hint of video package or even like William Regal on commentary? Just be like, Oh, you know, our boy, Yuta's overseas in the best super juniors. He's killing it or something, glad, something like that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, shout out Max Mendoza, former bully cast champion. He still listens to the show and he texted me. He was like, wheelers in Japan doing best of super juniors. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> they don't talk about that on Dynamite. Jesus, man. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's convoluted. We're going to get to AEW. And even on Dynamite, they barely explained what happened with Punk. Like, they it did the injury update, but that was after the Battle Royal. They didn't fully explain what happened to Punk 
why they're doing this at the beginning of the show. It's like, if you don't watch Rampage, well, you're uh, you're crap out of luck then. You're ish out of luck. Let's move on from that. Uh, outside of the ring, Liv Morgan gets a movie role. She'll be in a, a movie. I don't know what the name of it is, but Samuel Jackson's going to be in it. So that's that's nice. Uh, a, a nice leading man in Hollywood. One of the uh, one of the uh, proverbial father figures in in motion pictures. Shout out, good for her. We got some more. I don't know if we talked about Samoa Joe being in that Twisted Metal. Yeah, he's uh, doing show. that. So that's good. Uh, rumor on the word on the street is maybe MJF is trying to uh, get into Hollywood. I guess he maybe had some meetings last week in LA. Uh, apparently, he's like locked or not locked up, but like has some sort of animated voice over thing he did. So, you know, so got, got a lot of wrestlers right now trying to put their foot in the door in Hollywood. Absolutely. The forbidden door. The real forbidden door. We got one one Hollywood wrestler maybe come or is coming back. All right. Uh, out or inside of the ring. Apollo! Apollo Crews has made his return to NXT. The return Tuesday night at NXT 2.0. Uh, in a segment with Braun Breaker, then later on in the night, he and Solo Sequoia go on to defeat the North American champion Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. A nice showing by Apollo. He looks energetic. He looks glad to be back. Uh, the Nigerian accent is gone. Damn, it's crazy. Almost like it was a put on to begin with. Well, no, he's he's of Nigerian descent, so it's not it, it's not unrealistic that he could you know, have a Nigerian accent. So, so if I just show up next week with a Portuguese accent, that's perfectly fine. Even though we've done, I've done 277 episodes without one. If I just randomly it's come like, on next week, it, you know, you know, Idris Elba, the actor Idris Elba. Uh-huh. So he, you know, he, he he's from the UK. So he has an English or, accent. There's a bunch of English people out there who. But hear me out, but hear me out, but hear me out. But when you, when you hear it, you get tripped up. You're like, Oh, what is this? Where is this coming from? Are you putting this on? No, this is me. I just ha- I've had to learn how to lose my accent to to be successful. That's that's Apollo. Even though we've seen him, he so, tapped, so so basically he, the, he, ta- the win- he tapped into it for a little bit, you know, to try to be his true self. So so and, the Nigerian I mean, accent was the real part, even though that's been ten percent of his entire NXT WWE wrestling career. You, they probably were like, "Are right, you going to lose the accent?" So he had to, you know, he had to learn, you know, really really learn how to speak proper english and then you know he's like you know what i want to do this let, let me do this and they let him they let him go at it you know he won the intercontinental title had a, had a, had a nice little run and uh then it was no more and then uh they were like let's lose the accent again we'll throw you back a wrestlemania match with what big e yes and won the intercontinental championship good times is that, is that his only wrestlemania match yes good for good for him Clap he it won out. the intercontinental championship good for him Good yes. for him, Apollo. See what happens. See what happens when you change up. You change your name. You change your accent. You, good things happen. I, I mean, I'm. I don't know how to feel about Apollo going down next. Like, good for him. You know, he's going to get more work. He's going to get you know a little bit of a spotlight. But once again, you know, I you bring a lower card person from the main roster down to NXT. You're going to treat them like a big deal, and then like. Obviously, he's probably just going to lose to Braun Breaker, but then it's kind of like, okay, you have a lower card person. You're going to treat him like a big deal that just kind of overshadows everybody else in NXT. And it also you know, shines a spotlight that people in NXT, the roster maybe isn't exactly ready for that type of main event scene. So they're running very low on that type of talent. So you have to bring Apollo Crews down, which also like I thought NXT is supposed to be a, a place for development. So why aren't more people being brought up to the main event scene? Because there's not main event talent. Well, this yet. is how NXT went, you know, when it got out of the game show era, this is how it operated when it first became, uh, or it's it first went, uh, went to the full sale, you know, like Cesaro would come down, he had that feud with Sami Zayn and William Regal was wrestling there. And Randy Orton would have matches there and Cena would make appearances and, and things like that. So this isn't out of the ordinary. This was done before. They just happened to do it like 10 years prior. I have to accept a phone call. Can you uh, can you talk about uh, Big Match John coming back? Yes, I can talk about Big Match John coming back. As I alluded earlier, we have a Hollywood star coming back into the world of wrestling. June 27th, 
I believe in Laredo, Texas. Shout out Laredo. Great country song. If you haven't heard it. Uh, but John Cena is coming back and we don't really know what this means. We've obviously seen like his Instagram interview where he really puts over theory. Uh, so people are speculating that's going to be the way he's going to go. So we don't know if this is just a because this is to celebrate 20 years. I believe it's 20 years to the day of Cena's debut on SmackDown when he, you know, ruthless aggression, Kurt Angle, all that jazz. Uh, so we don't exactly know what this means. Is it just a one off to celebrate him, pop a rating and he leaves? Or is this summer of Cena 2.0 where come back, you know, do some sort of feud, wrestle at SummerSlam and then leave? Uh, no. No clear indications yet uh, from WWE or from the dirt sheets of what he's doing. So it will be interesting. We get a, what, two, three-week build to this. So it will be uh, interesting to see what Cena can do to pop a a rating. Uh, But, Philip, your thoughts on uh, John Cena coming back for 20 years of Cena. Big match John is coming back. They did a beautiful video on WWE's YouTube where people talk about advice that John Cena gave them. You know, once you're a champion, you're always a champion. Act like a champion. That's what Big Match John does. He just granted another wish. This might be like his 700th wish. You know, he's granted the most out of anybody in the history of the organization. Look, man, I said it when Cena came back last year. I felt like a kid again when, when I heard that music. John Cena, legit one of the greatest of all time. We're going to be doing a Tears episode next week. And he's in the lead. He, 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 he's a, he might be Tier 1 after I get all the tallies uh, ready to go. So, um, look, man, I'm happy for John. He's coming back. It's going to be fantastic. Let's work a program with Austin Aries for the United States Championship. And, you know, Cena, he might even do the honors. We don't know. We do not know. So do you think it is a full-blown, well, not full-blown return, obviously, but do you it's, think it's, it's a summer of Cena again? Okay. That, I do agree. And people, as I said, pointing to theory, is that just the obvious way to go? Um, I or mean, he's been calling him out. He has to, he has to interrupt Cena's promo. And I also saw on Twitter that yes, Cena is the old man theories, the young gun, but does Cena put over theory? Is this possibly like a, I think the real a, a Jericho is- Fandango situation to where like you, you put someone over, but then in the long run, you look back and it's like, oof. Have you ever, have you have you ever heard Jericho talk about that? Maybe we shouldn't have done that. You ever heard Jericho talk about that whole thing? Uh, maybe slightly, but what what's his thoughts on it? Uh well, he it was it was like a I year know he after, got a fat paycheck for that, so he doesn't yeah, really care. It was like a year after it happened. He was like, "All right, well, you're gonna keep hitting me with your finisher, so that so we get it over. How devastating it is!" And then you know they go, they do the honors, and he's the he's the hottest thing for like four and a half months, and then that was it. Fandango's theme is still over in the UK. Like oh, they still is. sing it like like on like on like independent shows. I mean, obviously it's not what it used to be, but yeah. it was a thing, but it was, it, it was a, a real thing. thing for a while. Shout out Fandango saw him at this past uh Stockton Con. He's, he's a Portuguese descent. He used to be like the Portuguese something back on the indie scene. A Portuguese dragon. Yes. There you, there you go. Shout out. Yes, the Portuguese sun dragon or something like that. Yeah. But uh hey man, the question is can will theory be able to hang with John on the mic? I was just watching uh it's it's my it's probably one of my favorite Cena promos uh when him and Roman were uh going at it uh this is a year, couple years ago and Roman you know he wasn't all the way there with the promos and John was just cooking him We haven't seen Theory like in a super serious promo yet like yeah he's super expressive he carries himself like as a goofball but we haven't seen him yet you know, be super serious and be like, I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to defend this U.S. title and yada, yada, yada. How many times it teaches less an old man type of type of scene. So maybe Cena comes out, he can you know really get him going, because I would assume Theory at his age really looked up to Cena, was a big time Cena fan back in his day. So, I mean, what Cena's almost been wrestling as long as Theory's been alive. So, yeah, uh, it should, it how, should... how does Awesome Theory 24 Cena started wrestling like 98, 99. So there you go. Um, I'm, as I said, like a couple weeks ago, I'm not super sold on theory yet. Like the match he had with Ollie was fine, um, but it wasn't really put in a place to be anything super special. Uh, I mean, obviously they have something in mind for him 
because I, I I hope that once he breaks away from Vince McMahon, that that's when he gets a little more serious. And then we can really gauge what he's going to look like. He's so young, as you said, 24. But you don't want to cast the die on him super early where he's like a goof and you still have him 10, 15 years from now. If he's even around that long, but he, and you're still trying to portray him as this serious guy. So hopefully if it is with Cena, they can do something more serious and more grounded with him. Yes. Uh, Roman Reigns is apparently off money. The bank Brandon wants you to talk about that. Brandon Atticus. So yes, uh, as we discussed last week, the MGM grand garden arena is the new home for money in the bank. Originally it was supposed to be at Allegiant stadium, Apparently, Roman was scheduled for that show. Now that it's moved to a smaller venue, I guess some of the lineup has changed. Roman is off of that. And Roman is not going to be on Money in the Bank. I guess the next big time show he will be on is SummerSlam. It seems as though Roman is just a stadium guy now. So he's going to wrestle at the castle. He's going to wrestle SummerSlam. I... It was a question going in why you put both the titles on Roman, but I think we thought they would have some sort of plan in mind. Then Roman signs this new contract where he's been very much more limited in the dates he works. We thought maybe that was more house show dates, but now we're seeing it's also television dates. Like, Philip, why do you put both the titles on a guy that, is not going to be here all that often. I know, you know, we've had the Brock Lesnar's and the rocks and yada, 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 but it, you know, we've had Roman have one title for so long and then he just I'm vacuums gonna, up. Gonna, Kirby's gonna, another one. I'm going to put it to you like this. How often did people see Hulk Hogan when he was the champion? He was champion for three years. How often did you see Hulk Hogan? Uh, well, Hulk Hogan, if we're talking about, you know, in the thick of things was wrestling five times a week on the house shows and doing all the things, drawing money. Okay, that's that's fine, but we're not at house shows every week. We're talking about TV. How often did you literally see Hulk Hogan? Once, once, maybe twice a month. But he was also you know, wrestling and defending the titles all the time. Okay, he was he was he, you might not see him on television, but he would still be there. He would. And at times you would see him would be when okay, he's cutting, we can when even he's go cutting those promos to go, sell we can, you we can even to go, the house shows. We can even go Hollywood Hulk Hogan. How often was he at WCW house shows? Not as, very often. Ex- exactly. As the world. But you also, I mean, I mean, Roman and it's also a bigger show. You have two different shows. You have, we just had hell in a cell when the United States championship was the only men's singles title defended. That's the first time it's ever happened since. It's a good thing you said it. I believe uncensored 96 in WCW. So check it out. Historian. Of the business right here definitely didn't pull that out of my ass or you know remembered it from rich fan shout out rich fan phil adam in vegas good good guy yes 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 i was on the uh i was on the the, the torches uh instagram yes uh, i we'll get you there we'll get you there one of, one of these days maybe i'm gonna be wor- working for wrestling inc soon who knows oh oh oh, oh really I mean, I, 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 ju- I just see a see LinkedIn post and apparently they have an opening. So, you know, maybe a boy's going to slide on in. Maybe, maybe maybe the podcast gets signed and we do bigger things. You never know. You yeah. never know. Or we, we, we crawl back to Vince Russo. Oh, all oh, that. All oh, that. Dude. Yeah, no, that, that's OG. That's OG days. Yeah, that's... OG bullet cast almost was had it in with Vince Russo, bro. That was like four and a half years. Ago. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, no, look, man, it's it is what it is. Uh, Roman might show up at Money in the Bank. We don't we don't know what's happening. We really don't know. I yeah, no, it, it would make sense for him to be there. You know, Riddle challenged him to a match. You you do the Riddle Roman match, and Roman just demolishes Riddle, and then that leads to Randy Orton coming back. We do the SummerSlam gig with him and with uh, Randy and Roman. Possibly going back to theory, I do think Riddle has done a good job being more serious. So maybe that could bode well for theory. But if we're going to compare, I would say Riddle is better than Theory. So I don't know. Also, with the championships, we're kind of seeing a lineup to where Lashley beats Theory for the title and probably Gunter beats Ricochet for the IC title. And it maybe they're going to lift. Hopefully they lift up the secondary title. So if and when Roman's not there, you have the U.S. and IC title. And they can mean a little bit more, which 
I mean, you need to do a whole lot of reconstruction for that to, you know, be something. But it's, hopefully, it's possible. That, but hopefully, that means that's the direction they're going. It's possible. I remember when uh, Brock, you know, when he, when uh, he beat Cena, you were there for the uh, undisputed WWE title back in 2014, and then they brought out the new championship, which is used now. Ziggler was IC champ during that time, and he was he was the main champion, you know, for for the company for quite some time. Had that beautiful two out of three falls match with Cesaro for the IC title at Hell in a Cell in Dallas, which I was there for, you know. So, uh, the, the singles champions they can carry the weight, yeah. Looking at Raw, I think Raw is going to be like the Bianca Belair women's show. Yes. I think that's where they have a lot of like more talent is with the women. So, um, you know, Bobby Lashley, if he is US title champion, is, is fine. Uh, Gunther on Raw on SmackDown. You know, just having a really good match just to be cool. But once again, like that SmackDown roster. But at this point, who there's really no brand split anymore anyways. It's looking very slim. Uh, so. There's still a brand split. Certain people only appear on certain shows still. Well, I mean, Riddle's been on like every show the past couple weeks. Okay, we're not talking about Riddle. We're talking about like Oscar. She hasn't just popped up on SmackDown. Neither is Becky Lynch. Neither is Seth Rollins. Neither is Cody Rhodes yet. Well, Cody Rhodes ain't appearing on any shows for a while. Well, yeah, I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying, you know, Bianca. I mean, even though she's a Raw Women's Champion, we've seen the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown before. She hasn't done that yet. Okay, fine. There is a brand split, Philip. Curtis Axel. He he just breaks up segments on Raw. Doesn't break up segments on SmackDown. Great producer. Great producer. Great producer. Uh, this day in wrestling, first ever WWE Hall of Fame ceremony in 1994. WCW Nitro 1997, uh, Jeff Jarrett wins the United States Championship. New Japan Dominion 2018, Chris Jericho won the Intercontinental title over there. And Kenny Omega finally won the IWGP Championship. Also on this day, Dominion 2019, Kazuchika Okada defeated Chris Jericho to retain the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And Ty Conti is 27. Happy birthday, Ty Conti. Hopefully her and... uh... Sam Guevara having a great time. I don't know where they are, but they got engaged. Yes, the, uh, they did get engaged. At the Eiffel Tower. I know the internet's really loving that right now. Sammy but, um, Guevara is the only man that can propose to two women within the 10 months. He's uh, collecting engagement rings like they're Infinity Stones. Man. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dominion, 18, 19, both on this day. Prime of my New Japan watched them. Um, you know, that Kenny... Okada feud is legendary, and finally Kenny got the win. Not my favorite match. It, uh, I, I was uh, it, it 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 was a little too late. It was a very long, very long match. That was a two out of three falls match that went like almost ninety minutes or something. Uh, but still a fantastic match, fantastic story. And you know, I think we will look back on those days that Kenny was just killing it. I know some people might disagree, like Philip, but um, I think we also need to. You know, limit our expectations for Kenny Omega matches. I don't think we're ever going to get that Kenny back again. But he's still very good. I mean, he was wrestling five-star matches with Vertigo, for God's sakes. So. Shout, shout out, shout out, Kenny. Who cares? I miss him. Who cares? I've seen worse. I, I know you have seen worse. There's been a lot worse. Let's go to the fan film. Jack of all trades. Cody is a real trooper uh, wrestling with the injury like that reminds me of the days of old. Uh, uh, writing them off the way uh, the way they did was excellent. When he comes back, it's going to be like when Triple H came back from the quad tear. Hey, man. We'll see if he gets that pop and uh, dressed in all denim, walking into Madison Square Garden. Yeah, You need to book a show. Madison Square Garden. Cody comes out. Denim suit. He grows a mullet. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't need to grow a mullet. Either. I think he doesn't need to grow a mullet. I mean, I don't think he can grow a mullet in eight months or six months, but sure. a, a nice blonde mullet, oh, that'd be amazing. Who do you 420? Who do you? Cody Rhodes, by God, mate, you must really love the game that bloody much. You're you're a tougher man than I. Hey, man, Cody, Cody Rhodes, is, he's a different breed, bro. Nigerian Prince. I listened to Cheap Peach, so Philip will get this reference. With this whole Judgment Day thing, we got to join the Lippo gang. Let it play out. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about Judgment Day. We will talk about that. Uh, Robert Walker, love the idea of a new title in AEW for the singles male competitors. Uh, this should be it, though. Once the trios titles get there, in the words of Brandon, no more titles. Can you no more titles. There you go. No more capes. There no you capes. Go. There you go. 
All right, let's also go over to the uh, um, the Instagram DMs. And Brad is Day X. Mr. X, how Weapon you doing? Weapon X. Uh, I have to admit, I was excited to see Finn's heel turn and was surprised by the way uh, they turned on Edge. While it was cool to see, uh, it did seem sudden. Do you believe, uh, believe reports that Edge didn't uh, like the fact that they wanted to go in a supernatural direction for the group, so they made him... Uh, face as a last-minute decision to get him out of the group. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine Edge was going to be down with the supernatural stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, but also I don't think that's like the prime reason why they kicked him out. Um, at, once again, Cody injury I think did force them to reshuffle some things, and I, I don't know. I have no backing by this but i think they realized that they are very lacking of baby faces and the judgment day thing wasn't working that well it was kind of getting better it just started we didn't we, how, how can we say that but i'm i'm just saying like edge you know <laughs> as we, a heel okay if we were like two or three months really into it then yeah we could say something like that but, but we weren't Rhea just joined but that being said you know edge turning well I guess we're just getting into it. Edge turning back face, even though he's not really turning face, just heels turned on him. Isn't really the best way to, you know, get edge back on the baby face thing. And after he just, he went so hard as a heel these past month or two, just like burying the crowd and just like going off to the most low hanging fruit. Now he's going to go back to being a baby face. And I, I guess just the character he was before, maybe a little bit darker, but now he's just going to ask people to cheer he him. He brings back the brood. What did Booker T say on his show? <laughs> he bring he, with Christian. Is Christian's uh, AEW contract up yet? I don't know if that. I mean, he's got a match of Jungle Boy brewing. I don't know if that's going to happen. Or he he does the job to Jungle Boy. And then we c- come on, Christian. We got something for you now. I mean, get Gang Girls AEW too. So I, he's not. I mean, I think the the there. brood is AEW right now. The brood is more AEW. So then Edge has to go over there. No, absolutely not. I'm not trying to see Adam Copeland just wrestle. I am watching. I'm. I got back on my '98 Raw grind, and the oh. brood is just starting. And it is funny how they just keep calling Christian and Edge brothers. I'm like, that's well, funny. Yeah. They're, bro- they're brothers in life. They are brothers. Like you're my brother, brother. Amen. What about what about <laughs> uh, what about Brian? When he comes back, yeah. Okay, you know I mean, we're we're all family, so you know we hate each other, we love each other, like the McMahons. You know, it's very complicated. All right, brother. All right. right. Uh, he, uh, he, oh, my brother, testify. <laughs> oh, my brother, testify. We should be the Dudleys. We should be the Dudleys. I'm Bubba because everyone hates me. That'd be Big Dick Dudley or Dudley Dudley. Spike Dudley. Shout out Spike. What's Spike doing these days? He's just being a being a dad somewhere. Being a dad somewhere, yeah. Uh, Mr. X also says, when I saw yet another title being added to AEW, I thought, oh, no, but I, I'm kind of intrigued as whether or not uh, this updated version of the European title will be only be held by international wrestlers on the roster. Well, it's not a, it's not a European title. It's an, it's all, an, an all-Atlantic title, which, once yes. again, they did not explain what the hell it's, that means. It's going to be like their, it's gonna be like their, their intercontinental championship in a I, way. But then what the hell is the TNT title? And I thought it was going to be like, so oh. So the TNT title is a network championship, which is remblance of the television title from the NWA. That and the all-Atlantic title. Look. Okay, look, man. They didn't know at the time when they started the TNT title that they were going to kicked off for hockey. So they moved yeah. to TBS yeah. and it's a whole yeah. thing. So, and then the all Atlantic title is going to be like the mid Atlantic championship from back in the day. And then I thought I was like, Oh, maybe it's just every country represented that touches the Atlantic ocean, but then but no. Japanese people are wrestling for it. Yeah. The Atlantic ocean doesn't touch Japan. But I guess, you know, every ocean touches every ocean. So Don Michaels isn't from Europe, but yet he was a European champion, bro. Like, I don't I don't know. D'Lo Brown, greatest European champion of all time. I mean, I I, I like brother smacks himself down. I like I like Eddie's run. I'm not going to lie with the European title when he's chasing his mamacita China. No. Shout out. Shout out. At at, uh, in Vegas, I saw some dude wearing a Latino heat uh, shirt. Yes, sir. Did you give him a? No, it was in the wilds, and he was far away going up the escalators. He was wearing the 
you know, the old Latino heat with the with the rose and flames on it. I saw some dude wearing a denim flannel. This this is this happened like it was yesterday, but on the back it was WCW Nitro Jer- Nitro Jericho shirt. I'm like, yo, that's I really cool. I really want that Jericho shirt, but they don't make them anywhere. You you can get them made, dude. Just go to like a t-shirt kiosk. Like go to the but one at Southland. He, He'll print out the thing. I am, and- I am not gonna do that. I want like an authentic replica or something. You know, I'm, I might be able to. I might be able to get you one of those. Well, you, you think you think with AEW now working with TNT, they could do something like that. But I mean, who do I know? Yeah. I feel like there's I, such I'm, a huge I, market for like authentic replica shirts because like real replica shirts are just so goddamn expensive these days. I might I might be able to get you get you one from like back in the day. I know okay. a guy. Okay, well, I, I see. I see you I, very right. much. Thank you. Know birthday's coming up because I. I, I mean, I honestly, when I go to WWE shop now, I don't even look at like current day shirts. I just see what kind of replica shirts they have. Oh no, you got to go to the pro wrestling tees. Like I want the baby Huey has the Hollywood blonde shirt. I want that. Uh, baby Huey has the Hollywood blonde shirt. You have it too. I've worn it to indie shows multiple times. Wait, but but see, Huey does the he does the camera gimmick, and that gets my attention. Huh. You got to. I I literally wore it to the last. Uh, West Coast show we went to, and you're baby coming, Huey coming tomorrow. A... I know we're not coming tomorrow. Right. Uh, last up for Mister X. There's a lot of pro wrestling that's available to watch these days, and it can be e- easy to burn out. How do you deal with that? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I just don't watch that much pro wrestling, to be honest. Well, you, you, I, I've told the story before, but the uh, the week of SummerSlam 2018, I watched. Well, it was like 66 hours of wrestling. I loved every minute of it. Loved every second of it. Oh, look, man, it's, you you pick and choose. You know, like uh, what I do, I don't, I don't like, I don't watch Raw live. Sorry, guys. You know, don't watch NXT live either. D- have, hey, DVR is a hell of a thing. No, I have not. I, I don't even do. I have Hulu, so you know, like I'll sit down like the night or, or the day after either show, and I'll I'll watch like the Hulu version and get and get my uh my just dues. Uh, if I if something. Really, really important happen. I'll go on YouTube and watch the segment or promo or whatever. You know, AEW Dynamite. You know, I, I don't catch that live either. You know, they they do like the the YouTube clips or whatever. And then uh, I have a I, I have the uh, TBS thing where I can just watch it the day after. So, hey man, you know, just just kind of pick and choose. What am I watching in between that? I'm I'll tap into some indie stuff. You know, I'm watching some old WWE stuff. Uh, you know, just uh. You just you just gotta balance it out, man. That's all it is. Yeah, the, the, the DVR is a hell of a hell of an invention. Honestly, I don't watch anything live really anymore except for like sports. So I mean, I mean the like pay-per-view or the premium. I mean, like pay, like the pay-per-views I'll watch live, obviously, but like a raw or a rampage or whatever, like all even if I'm watching on like that day while it's happening, I'll always watch it maybe 30 minutes later so that I could just kind of skip through the commercials and then you know, like other stuff, like honestly, I'm not watching too much indie stuff. I did cancel my New Japan subscription. I am, you know, I, I do kind of want to watch that uh, Okada J White match. But, but you, uh, I sent you the uh, the gimmick, so you, yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe maybe I'll be able to, to. You know, I have I have some means, but uh, I I will say like 2021 did feel still kind of weird, like the pandemic going on. But I will say like this year in terms of like my viewing habits with sports and wrestling and just regular television, I do feel like I'm kind of back to normal. It, uh, it, it is nice. Yes, 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 absolutely. Let's go on and talk about Monday Night Raw real quick. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out there to a huge ovation. He can't really do his, uh, his entrance. You know, he has one arm talks about um, he, how he's done with Seth Rollins and how he wants to go for money. The bank Seth Rollins comes out there. He says, I still don't like you, but I respect you. He whispers in his ear. He leaves Cody. You know, he, he he's uh, walking away. He's at the top of the uh, entrance. And then, boom, Seth runs at him with a sledgehammer um, and attacks him, rips off his clothes, sticks the uh, grinds, the sledgehammer into cor- uh, Cody's torn pectoral. And, uh, yeah, they try to stretch him out, but Cody just walks away. Good, good segment. Uh, Cody was... Once again, very Cody in his promo. Um, shout out Brandy, who like tweeted like, oh, now uh, my daughter isn't going to be allowed to say no to anything or quit anything. So good job, I guess. No matter how hard life is, I guess they're just going to force their kid to do whatever uh, she says she's going to do. So No, no, they're not going to force. Stop. 
no matter how hard life is, you got to find it within yourself to dig down deep and keep moving for the love of the game. For the love of the game. Uh, so, yeah, Seth comes out and I, I would like to assume like what Seth was actually saying, like that was Colby talking to, to Cody and like, you know, they had a little moment there. So hope I'm hoping that, I mean, it seemed real, at least it's still real to me, damn it. And then, you know, they do the swerve bro, because we can't have a, you know, we can't have a WWE segment without a swerve bro. Um, I mean, overall, like it was fine. I, I do wonder, like, as I said, Cody was very Cody in that promo, the WWE fans, like he's doing what he was doing in AEW, but the WWE crowd isn't, like turning on him at all. Like I know he came off of the, that all time gutty performance at hell in a cell, but he's still doing his like over the top kind of cheesy promos. And yet the WWE crowd either takes it. Takes. Okay. Not cheesy, but like very dramatic and very emotional, which the WWE with the AW crowd was either seen through or they took as it, you know, bogus. So I don't know what to make of that. I mean, because Cody is like, he's he's doing the damn thing in WWE right now. He I, he made the right decision, I think, going to WWE. And going to WWE gets him more scripted. I think that also does help him where he, you know, gets reined in more. He can't just go out there and cut like a 10-minute rambling promo where he just goes all over the place like what he was doing on Dynamite. So, uh, but... Thus far, WWE crowds aren't really turning against him, or at least, you know, making, you know, his his promos aren't getting the same uh, criticism like it did when he was in AEW. But I think when he comes back, as we keep alluding to, it's going to be Triple H 2 He's going to come back, win the Rumble. It's going to be a big old thing. What was the song by U2? Uh, oh, my God, what was the song? You know what I'm talking about. Bright, bright day, bright life, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, this was like Cody's leaving while he's hot, while he's hot, hot, while he's at the top, uh, so to speak. And, you know, he's going to come back even better. It's going to be fantastic. Let's get into Finn Balor actually joining Judgment Day. I do have one more question. We did discuss Roman not being around. Does Drew beat uh, Roman at at the castle just because Roman's not there all that often? And maybe Drew turns or maybe Seth gets a hold of the title with a cash in. Now now more than I mean, if it's Roman Rock. If it if they do get Roman Rock next year in Hollywood, that does not need a title. And if Roman's not going to be around, you can get the title off of him. I've been telling you for the past two years. Nobody beats that man until he beats the Rock as champion. But I mean, now look. Now here's but, the thing. Now here's but Drew in the UK in front of 60,000 people is the next best thing. And but who? But who's here to spoil the party? The tribal chief. Now listen, listen. If there were any ever a man to dethrone Roman Reigns, it has to be Cody Rhodes now. He has to win that Rumble now. But if The Rock is penciled in for WrestleMania, WrestleMania's two ninth, Ro- bro. Roman can wrestle back to back. But then, which one's first? Which one's second? Well, you 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 know which you you you, you know which one's first. So you, so you have Roman. SmackDown feud with The Rock, Raw feud with Cody is what you're telling me. Sure. Well, we can't we can't we can't even get the man on money in the bank and we're gonna expect him to just go back to back every single day, twice on Sundays, and do all these different things. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know it's WrestleMania, so you know, gotta put the t- gotta put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Stupendous, damn it. Well, yeah. that, that's not gonna be the word. Glo- no, it's not gonna be glorious. That's all inspired. Shout, shout out Robert Roos. Shout out the dirty dogs. Came back this week. Yes, shout out to the Dirty Dogs. Dolph now they're baby faces for some reason. Yes. How can you not love Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler? Two of the two of the two of the best guys in the biz today. Dirty Dogs. Yes, I was watching some old TNA Robert Roode stuff. Got him. I miss the effect. Just, just for Omos to beat them in a handicap match. Well, I mean, he's adding to his hit list. He's beating Bobby Lashley. He's beating AJ Styles. He's beaten Dolph Ziggler. Well, he'll beat Dolph Ziggler. Those are three former world champions. Come on, man. Omos beating Roman Reigns for the title. You heard it here first. Oh. So Finn joins Judgment Day. Uh, they did the countdown clock. Uh, and I, I like how Edge said, now the adult in the room is talking. I'm like, ha that's funny. 
Uh, so, you know, Finn says we, the three of us have been having some talks. And Damian Priest, like, the one thing holding us back is you. They attack him. Uh, coup de gras, razor's edge through the announce table. The real rock and roller has returned. This obviously came out of nowhere with Judgment Day just turning on Edge. And as I said earlier, I think Edge in a babyface role is better, but they do have an uphill battle to climb with all the things Edge said to begin with. I would have loved to them to tell a more you know, cohesive story to where Finn comes in. You can see the cracks starting to form with, you know, Rhea and Damien probably like looking at Edge side eye or, you know, Finn taking it too far, you know, doing something to where you could see it happening before it actually happened. But this one was just kind of a turn for the sake of being a turn. I do hope they do a little bit more. They flush or, it out a little bit more next week. Or I remember when Aces and Eights were a thing, Bully Ray would take beatings from the group before he became the official leader. What if Finn went to, to Damien and Rhea and then Rhea and Damien go to Edge like, hey, this guy's saying this stuff. How about we do this plan? And then Edge took a beating, but it's revealed that they do the switcheroo on Finn. Now that's drama. That That's just way too much. That is some soap whoa, opera. Whoa, whoa. That's some soap opera-ish right there. I know. I watched too much Days of Our Lives. I understand. But look, that's something. It's something. It it's is something, something, bro. They're gonna. They're not gonna what, expect it. What does? Shout out Dipperstein from the GP Podcast. He. It, it. It. At least it's something. There's something going on. I don't know, man. But uh, Finn's gonna be walking around in a black suit and stuff. This, this is gonna be interesting. I. I am. I. I do like Judgment Day or whatever they're gonna be called better with Finn, Rhea, and Damien. You know, I keep reiterating that i don't like edge as a heel but he's better as a baby face i do wonder what it's gonna look like because priest did kind of take better as a baby face yeah edge is better his his prime moments were as a heel but right now in the year of our lord 2022 edge cannot be a heel yes he can why not because the people like him so much so who cares he can be a people love Shawn Michaels, but he was a heel. Who it's cares? like Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, as much as he wants to, he cannot be a he cannot be a heel. Do, do you not remember the Planets Champion? Homie was actually people, people still liked him. He's a hippie who's he's a heel who's trying to fight for the environment. Oh my God, what an a hole! Yes, well, I, don't, I don't care about those. Oh no, I'm not going to say. That. I do. I um, do wonder what the group will look like because I, I think Priest was talking. He was talking the majority in that segment, but I don't think he's a good talker. Finn, I think he's a good talker, but you know, he has the accent. He's not he's not gonna stand out there for 10 minutes and talk. Honestly, I would like to see Rhea take the reins and her be like the leader oh. of their group. I don't know if that's gonna happen because I mean Finn and Priest are two mid-carters. Rhea is the on the totem pole, the highest out of all of them. I mean, she's gonna challenge for the championship. Whether she wins or loses, I still think Rhea is the top out of those three people. I mean, I think they chose Finn because he has experience leading a group, real, real leadership. I know, I know, Edge had La Familia back in the day with Vicky, uh, Chavo, and the the Edgeheads and stuff. But you know, Finn, you know, he he, he led he led the BC. He was the he was the OG leader. And even like down in NXT, he had a a little bit of an edge to him. No pun intended, but um. You know, he was a he was a decent heel, but he really didn't go like full fledged in that direction. And as the reports are saying, maybe they go a supernatural route, which I'm not a big fan of, because um, I think they you know just have a dark, sinister group. They just beat people up. They wear black and some purple light in the background, and there it is. I, I am excited to see a Finn Edge uh, program and like them see what kind of matches they can have. So that should be interesting. Don't know what Priest is going to do. He's just kind of the odd man out. I mean, if it's priest or if it's Finn and edge, Rhea, Bianca, like what the hell is priest going to do? Go to SmackDown to take the IC title off of Ricochet. Cause Ricochet is definitely beating Gunter this week. Eh, you never know. Eh, you know. All right. Uh, let's wrap. Rhea Ripley's night was not done. She wins the fatal four way. She becomes the number one contender for Bianca Belair's uh, raw women's championship. So that's going to be interesting. 
And then also on um, Monday Night Raw, the Street Profits defeat the Usos via countout. So it looks like we're getting that at Money in the Bank. Yeah, you know, good match. Uh, Fatal 4 where they really filled up a lot of time, and that's why I was saying I think Raw with no Roman, no top title, no Cody, I think it should kind of turn into the women's show. Uh, you know, Street Profits Usos are still doing that thing. Uh, WWE, I think they rediscovered the countout. They've been doing a lot of countouts recently. So there it is. Take us through Dynamite. I guess I will take us through Dynamite because, you know, I actually watched the show. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we watch, we, we always watch all of our shows. Uh, but as we said, the uh, the Battle Royal kicked off Dynamite to find the first person into the interim championship will face Moxley, the number one contender, whatever. Uh, so Kyle O'Reilly ends up winning the whole thing. It was a casino style battle Royal. No, no surprises uh, at all. Uh, what's his face? Andrade was the Joker. So not, you know, not a surprise, not a big name, but I, I did like Andrade coming. He made it to the final four. At least it was, Andrade, Kyle, Wheeler, Yuta, and who was the other? Ray Phoenix, I think. So those are the final four. Um, Wheeler, Yuta got a good reaction. I think he's definitely a stock has risen these past couple months under the Black Bull Combat Club. But Kyle Rally gets the win. Uh, he's had big wins over Darby Allen, uh, beat somewhat, you know, beat some other people in the Owen. Uh, he goes on to face Moxley. Philip, thoughts on the the battle royal and the choice to have Kyle O'Reilly be the winner? You know, I am big Kyle O'Reilly fan, but I did not expect this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Kyle O'Reilly fan as well. You know, I, I excuse me, I remember that prime uh, Ring of Honor championship run that he had, and it looks like they were picked, fixing him to be a main of the player in NXT before he left. I I liked it. You know, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, he's 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 kind of an underrated talent, man. Under underrated great theme song by the way <laughs> see i can uh i can sing even though i just speaking of under under the radar coming back oh well you know ms and mrs did come back yes so we got some you know we got some uh reality shows to talk about shout out marjo marjo's uh marjo's such a gem you should uh you should recap rampage and ms and mrs we got uh under the radar coming back before within the ropes <laughs> uh so we do, we move on to that. We go to the main event with Kyle O'Reilly taking on John Moxley for the spot to make it to Forbidden Door, who will face the winner of Hiroki Goto and Hiroshi Tanahashi, because of course two New Japan people are going to fight for an AEW championship because it's Forbidden Door, and you have to have AEW versus New Japan. But they did some promo work beforehand. I thought Moxley's promo was good. There were some slight audio issues, which kind of messed it up a tad bit. Uh, they also did a backstage segment with Regal and the Elite. I thought it was all good. At the end, Moxley defeats Kyle O'Reilly to cement his spot at Forbidden Door. This just seemed like the obvious pick. I think everyone just thought no matter who's going to win uh, the Battle Royal, Moxley is going to be the one to face Tanahashi. There's no chance in hell Goto's winning that match. Um, I thought it was a really good match, a banger. Uh, Moxley putting on you know really good matches. He had the thing with Garcia last week, and you know, another hard-hitting match with Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Moxley's hitting a stride right now, having some some really good matches, and he is, I would say, the favorite. Do you see Tanahashi at any way winning the interim title, Philip? Uh, no, I do not. Me neither. But it, I mean, it would be fun just because Tanahashi isn't doing much in New Japan. He's kind of at that point to where he has, you know, he has like sort of big matches, but he's going to be there to lose. So you bring Tanahashi over, have a two-month run with three-month run with the title. He can have some good matches. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but as I keep saying, like the optics of a New Japan person just randomly coming on to win the AEW title, not the best. I mean, an AEW guy won the Impact. Two AEW guys were the Impact champion. And, you know, even, I mean, before Moxley went to rehab, they were teasing this match, so this you know, long-term storytelling where uh, Moxley's going to finally get this Tanahashi match. So, or in AEW at least. So, awesome. um, you know, it should be, 
should be a good match. I still think Moxley would be the win. Uh, fantasy booking, I really wanted just MJF just to randomly come out and just beat everybody. And, you know, they put him as a champion, but no mention of MJF whatsoever. They've taken him off the uh, off the website, off the store. Nothing about MJF, Philip. Any? I know it's been quiet the past week. Any further thoughts on MJF and where we are right now? Um, he attacks Moxley or whoever the AW representative will be in this tournament. And he becomes the AEW champion. I was hoping that that would be the case. But, I mean, at this point, I just look at everything as a work, which I don't know if that's going to really, I mean, if it is a work, taking his stuff off the pro wrestling tee shop is not a good idea because you know how much money they could be making right now with MJF stuff because he's like the hottest you've ever been. But what do I know? I don't know what I think. So uh, we've discussed a little bit. AEW creates a new championship the all Atlantic championship. Uh, they didn't really give any explanation why they're creating a new title. What exactly the parameters are. They were just like, Oh, we're in 130 countries. So we're going to represent them all in this title. And we're going to have an international tournament. And it started with pack and a buddy Matthews, the most jacked ripped shredded match in AEW history pack gets the win. Really good match. As you'd expect from these guys, a two five live classic did they, did they run it on 205 Live? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't think they did. Could have been. What could have been? Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me do a little research real quick. Neville versus Buddy Murphy. Let's see. Do we get anything popping up? Uh, nope. Everything just says a dream match. It's just, it's just WWE 2K, uh, 2K things. So they just were two ships passing in the night. They never were able to have a match at WWE. So... Did they hype? I don't think they hyped this up as a first time ever match. I don't recall, but if it is, I I mean, it's um, Pat, it's Pack and Murphy. There's not exactly like you know, not that big of a deal. But I thought they would have hyped it a little bit more. I don't like how it just looks exactly like the women's championship. I d- I did think that as well, which is a little bit weird. But even like the TBS and TNT titles kind of look the same. Oh well, yeah. They, I mean, I I wish they kind of did like the NXT route where the women's championship looks like the men's championship. Like just no. have them. I mean, no, not, not, a, not even that. Like I liked NXT like back when they had that giant NXT title. The women's title was like silver and pink. The tag titles were obviously. Eh, I think we're past gold. women's titles being pink. Flip. Not, not, I'm just saying how they all looked different. That's what. That's my point. How they all look different. Well, the women's titles what gone through like three makeovers at this point. So I think- they should have just kept it the way it looked. It was fu- honestly, it was fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. They, they they increased the size on it, and that was perfectly fine. No more titles. And I understand Adam Cole's a heel, and he's not exactly doing too much, but he should stop carrying around that Owen Hart title. I, I know we haven't seen – we didn't see Britt Baker last week, but hopefully she's not carrying around that, that title. It's in her dental office. Good. That's where it should stay. But, like, when she's going to be on TV, she's going to walk out with it. I have sources. <sighs> One of my friends is a dental patient of hers. Finally, uh, last thing we'll talk about on AEW, Trent Beretta comes out and starts complaining about what happened last two weeks ago because that's, because that's what we all really cared about is Trent Beretta and he wants his rematch for the ROH title because everyone's clamoring for it. So we call it FTR and they called uh, Will Ospreay's little bitch boys, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn. So uh, those Little bitch boys didn't come out, but Will Ospreay did, making his AEW debut along with what's, uh, as I said, I'm not watching it, uh, New Japan that much, but his boys, some other little bitch boys come out and uh, we get a beatdown. We will get six six man tag team match on Rampage with Will Ospreay and friends taking on FTR and Trent. Obviously, I think Trent's taking a loss here. The United Empire. The United Empire. Well, that's the group. What's the... uh, the Aussie, Aussie Express, Aussie something. So the last time I saw Will Ospreay, he had an absolute fantastic match with Titus Alexander. Go check it out on the West Coast Pro uh, YouTube channel. Last time I saw him live, he had a great match with Show at a SF State in 19. Saw, saw Kane Velasquez there pushing a baby stroller. But uh, I am excited. I know Will Ospreay has his baggage. He just came off an Indy. Uh, Indy kidney infection. I'm hoping he has a singles match in at Forbidden Door. Um, I was kind of going through the Rolodex. 
I, if they're not going to have a tag match, I would love to see him and Ray Phoenix go at it. Man, that would be. Should they have a cruiserweight champion? No, no more titles. That's when they said, oh, we have a new title to introduce. Like, oh, okay, a six man title. It makes sense. A completely new division. Well, they're already made, so the six-man titles are coming. Great. More titles. Absolutely fantastic. And then you have fucking, sorry, no cussing. It's okay. No no swearing. No, it's okay. Do it. We have have the FT. We have the FTR. We have the ROH titles. We have New Japan titles probably coming into the mix because Hangman called out Okada. And then we have AEW titles. We have Owen Hart just titles for some for some reason impact titles might pop up again impact titles have popped up i nwa aew has i mean this show in general they're they're trying to they're trying to be what mwa was back in the day man all these different leagues and 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 titles i hate to do it because i'm always the aew defender on the show but i did not like this episode of what they did with all the titles they had hangman and Wardlow just kind of just bury the 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 little uh whatchamacallit battle royal they had. And then he's like, Oh, there's other world championships out there, so I'm just gonna go after that one, which is something, yeah. We all know there's other world titles out there, but in the little bubble I of mean, AEW, te- you te- shouldn't te- talk about that and be like, Oh, I don't, you know, oh, the IWGP title is just as is just as important to me as the AEW title, which like, yes, we understand that, but on your television show, don't say that out loud. And then Wardle is like, oh, I don't care about that stupid battle royal. I want to face CM Punk for the championship. But if you won the interim title, you're going to face CM Punk for the title. So that's a more direct way to get to CM Punk for the championship. And then what do you do? You go after the TNT title, which is like, and then he's going to not fight Scorpio Sky because he's injured. And then he's going to fight 20 security guards in some stupid lawsuit match. Okay, I'm done. There's only one world championship, and it's on the shoulders of Roman Reigns. All right, we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, West Coast Pro, 93 till infinity, 93 till. Yes, sir. It is going down this Friday night at the state room. Let's read off these matches, boy. It it is going to be hot in the state room in South San Francisco, boy. Uh, I will be going by myself, which is a real real shame I'm going to be going by myself. Is there a reason why it's a uh, ninety-three? What what is the meaning behind this name? Uh, so it, you should have listened to the to the interview I did with Scott a few months ago. We talked about ninety-three till infinity. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bad, bad, uh, bad co-host. Do At I, least I show up. Do I, do I have to explain this to you? I'm just talking. I'm asking for the listeners out there who might not, you know, the new listeners who might not know and they haven't been able to catch up on everything yet. Come on, you should know this. You should know why it's that. 93 Till Infinity is a song by Souls of Mischief. Souls of Mischief, they're from Oakland. It's all Bay Area, bro. Shout out to Thunder Rosa. I've been watching, I watched her taco vlog. She she had a Jeff Cobb on there. She also had Will Hobbs on there a couple weeks ago. So we got a lot of APW talk, which was fun. That was, I got to watch that. All right. uh, So this Friday night, you have Nick Wayne going up against Vinny Massaro. You have the conglomerate consisting of Midas Creed and uh, D-Rogue going up against the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Kevin Blackwood versus Levi Shapiro, Brian Keith versus Titus Alexander, Adam Brooks versus Starboy Charlie, and Starboy Charlie's return to the ring, uh, Tom Lawler versus AJ Gray, Speedball Mike Bailey going up against uh, – oh, what's that Japanese dude? He, he was in the Battle Royal. What's, what's Takeshna. Takeshna, yes. And then, of course, for the West Coast Pro Championship, Trey Miguel tries to dethrone the Big Oose. Jacob Fatu, and uh, I think uh, I think D-Row called out uh, uh, Ricky Shane Page, so that might be popping up too. You don't know. It's going to be fire. Then, of course, next month they're doing um, Cruel Summer, which I got to be there for that. Booker T, Motor City Machine Guns, going to be fantastic. Yizzer, 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 yizzer. And then also this Sunday in San Jose, the San Jose Taco and Margarita uh, Festival is going to be going down. They're going to have wrestling there. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Do you, who, who's on the, who's on the, who's on the card? Control your narrative. No, they're not. They're not actually running the show. But it's a control your narrative show. No, it's not. Shout, shout out the person at AEW who had the CYN is better sign for some godly reason. No, it's, it's not. I a, assume that was a troll, but I thought it was hilarious. I found out it's not even a control your narrative show. 
Where's it at? Let's see. But you know what? You should always control your narrative. You should always one, control your narrative. The yeah. number one opponent is yourself. So you have JTG versus Lance Archer. Uh, the Battle King, Dave Dutra, going up against the wise guy, Will Allday and Brian Cage. Uh, David Frost versus Juicy Finale. Reno Scum versus the world's freshest tag team. My favorite uh, tag Papa team. Esco versus Journey Fatu. Vinny Massaro versus Boyce Legrande. Money Power Respect versus uh, Primetime. And, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? Uh, Rick Luxury. And then you have, what, uh, Kimberly Diamond going up against Jordan Blue. And so, so many others. With appearances by EC3, uh, former Braun Strowman, and Flip Gordon. I know it's taking place near or at the SAP Center. Is the ring in the arena? Or it's in the like arena. Out, outside? Okay, okay. It's a, you know, chill with some tacos and margaritas and refreshments and AC. It's 12 bucks to get in, guys. Like, that's not bad. I mean, if we if there was not a Los Padres game that week or that day, and we are struggling, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, Lo Durst uh, suffered a season-ending hand injury, so we yes. are... Our uh, bullpen, slash pitch, our, our pitching staff is, uh, yeah, he had too much lotion. The uh, the uh, pitching staff's looking a little slim right now. I am cannot, I cannot hit water if I fell out of a boat at the moment. So, uh, we're, we ain't doing so good. You don't need me. I mean, maybe we may, we also have maybe a little bit of a COVID outbreak. We are just in shambles right now. You guys don't have a game. You guys don't have a game on Sunday. We do have a game on Sunday. No game on Father's Day, but this is hopefully we get we get the win this week. We can take the Father's Day off. We can regroup and we can make a push for the end of the season because Los Padres, we we are the Los Angeles Angels right now. Philip, I know you're not a baseball guy, but the Angels currently have lost 14 games in a row. How many have y'all lost in a row? Uh, we've lost three in a row, but you know okay. we only play on Sunday, so it's almost like we lost 14 in a row. Oh, Jesus. All right. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it. If you're at 93 Till Infinity, come see me. I'm going to try to get out there for the Taco Margarita uh, San Jose Festival thing on Sunday. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. Every opinion now comes from the heart. No time we move for the part. We on the radio was wrestling. Time's aggression. It was the feeling in the pool. Get the lesson. And if you want to prove it to you now. This has been the broadcast. Thank you for listening.